All right. Hey, we're starting a new series, a Christmas series this morning. Uh, we're calling it Joy to the World, celebrating the messages of Christmas. Um, uh, as I, I think I mentioned last week, um, every now and then I like to kind of do the same series that, uh, the, that Chris is doing with the kids, doing children's, children's church. I'm going to do that this week. He's doing the same series. Actually, this is coming sort of from his, uh, his curriculum. Uh, and uh, so if you talk to your kids, I think they started it last week, actually. Um, uh, but if you talk to your kid about, hey, what you, would you talk about in church? Um, he's going to be approaching it from a little bit different um, angle than me this morning. He's, he's going to be approaching it from uh, the angle of um, Zachariah, Elizabeth, and John the Baptist. Uh, and I'm going to be coming from a different angle uh, from the, uh, the, the angels and the shepherds. So... Um, uh, joy to the world, celebrating the message of Jesus, and, and today's message is entitled, Jesus Came to Bring the World Good News. Hey, we're back. Hey, Facebook people, good to have you back. Technical difficulty. We didn't, uh, uh, the Apostle Paul didn't have to worry about this kind of stuff, did he? Um, uh, so, once again, Mike Stanford is our tech guy back there, and he's the only one we have other than me, I, I sort of understand it, but we need some more folks, to, or at least one more person, to sort of learn how all that works and uh, be able to uh, help out with him when he can't be here another time. So if anybody's interested in computers and Facebook and, and techie things, uh, uh, please come talk to us. We'd love to have you learn how it works and, and help us out with that. Um, Jesus came to bring the world good news is, is the topic this morning. Anyone among us uh, not enjoy a good celebration? Anybody here hate good celebrations? <laughs> uh, probably not. Uh, all of us enjoy celebrating special moments in our lives, right? Uh, birthdays, anniversaries, graduations, retirement, that new job you just landed, uh, that unexpected bonus that you received paying off a mortgage, and there's all kinds of things in life that we celebrate, and we love to celebrate, don't we? I certainly do. How about weddings? I, I had the, the honor, along with uh, Ken Flowers and I, we, we, we were able to go to Chris and Kristen Stowe's wedding a couple of months ago, uh, and what a great celebration that was as that young couple was joined together uh, in marriage. Sports fans love to celebrate victories and championships, right? Uh, the uh, Atlanta Braves fans, finally, uh, we're able to celebrate a, a World Series championship, uh, first time since 1995, so that was, that was fun for them. Uh, in a couple of months, a new NFL champion will be crowned, and, and their fans, whoever they will, are, are, will celebrate that championship. Uh, just a few days ago, we celebrated Thanksgiving uh, with our family and our friends. May, maybe you travel to your mom or dad's, maybe people travel to your house. Uh, and you celebrated how thankful you were by, by eating until you couldn't move. Uh, in a few weeks, we're all going to celebrate Christmas. Uh, some, of, uh, some of us are going to gather with those very same people that we gathered with at Thanksgiving to celebrate again, but this time with presents and eggnog and more food. Uh, then right after that, we're going to celebrate the new year, 2022. Uh, I don't know if they'll have the Times Square thing in New York again this year. They didn't, ha they didn't have it last year, but it's always fun watching all those millions of people, uh, you know, shoulder to shoulder, uh, you know, celebrating with, with noisemakers and funny hats and those giant glasses. Um, and I'm glad I'm not there, but uh, it's always fun to watch them. 
uh, celebrate the brand new year. I, I know people who have struggled with addiction that celebrate milestones of sobriety. Uh, others who celebrate years of being cancer-free. Uh, maybe each year you celebrate the day that you accepted Jesus as your Savior. And your life was changed forever uh, because of that. You know, those kinds of celebrations maybe don't involve noisemakers and silly hats, uh, but a, a sense of peace and a prayer of thanks to God uh, for that blessing. You know, whether big or small, trivial or life-changing, we all love to celebrate things. And, and one thing we, we as Christians love to celebrate, sometimes... Uh, Something that is very much life-changing is we love to celebrate Jesus, don't we? We love to celebrate Jesus. At Easter, we celebrate what? His resurrection. At Christmas, we celebrate his birth, as we're doing now. Each week here at Stony Brook, we celebrate his death. as we re And I'm pointing at this table because that used to be the communion table before COVID. Um, but uh, uh, we, we, by celebrating the Lord's Supper together, we remember uh, using those emblems, his, his death. Um, and hopefully we celebrate Jesus every day of our lives uh, as we are reminded uh, each day of how vital a relationship with Christ is for each of us. Well, it's Christmas, so let's celebrate some things about Jesus that are made possible because Jesus was born as a human uh, in, to Mary in a stable in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. When that uh, eternity-changing event happened, uh, great joy was brought to all of the world. A joy that you and I know and that you and I can share with people who, uh, who we encounter in our, in our lives every day. We can share this joy to others. This month, we're going to consider four things that we can celebrate uh, 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 because these things brought... Con and continue to bring joy to all of us, to, to people uh, in this world. And the first one that we're going to look at today is the fact that Jesus brought the world good news. Jesus brought the world good news. The Bible word for good news is the Greek uh, euangelion, euangelion, often translated the gospel. The gospel, good news. One of the first times we see this word uh, is in the Christmas story. When the angel of the Lord appeared to some shepherds outside of Bethlehem as they were keeping watch over their flock by night. And let's read what, what it says there, Luke 2, verse 9 through 11. And angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Now the angel told the shepherds uh, that this good news would bring, great, would bring great joy for all people. You know that good news was announced that uh, that, a, that that was announced was a was a, a, a savior was going to be born to the world, um, and and it was going to be including these lowly shepherds, you know these despised shepherds. Uh, God chose them to announce this good news to that this savior was coming for all people, including them. And later that that same Jesus, as a grown man, now taking on the task of being. 
uh, our Savior, our Messiah, called his disciples and called you and me to do exactly the same thing as the angels did, to announce this good news. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, uh, he said to them, Jesus said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news, to all creation. Jesus calls his coming into the world as a man and as our Messiah, good news, wonderful news. So why, let's think about this for a minute, why is it good news? Any of us could say anything, and we could call it good news. Hey, good news, you're having a colonoscopy tomorrow. <laughs> well, that's not good news for most people. <laughs> Sometimes the, the sleep is nice, but... Uh, other than that, we don't enjoy that. That's not good news. Hey, good news. There's a car behind you flashing blue lights. That's never good news, is it? Just because someone calls... Oh, no. They're on Facebook. Just because someone calls news good doesn't make it good, does it? No. Uh, maybe it's good for them, but it's not good for you. Or for me, you know, like somebody comes to me and says, hey, guess what? Good news. The, the Washington football team just defeated the Cowboys. You know, maybe that's good news for them. That's never good news for me. <laughs> the angel told the shepherds that this good news that they brought to them would bring joy for all people. All people, not just those religious people, those Jewish people, those Pharisee people, uh, or, or today, those religious people today. No, it's not just good news for, the, for, for religious people. Uh, it's good news for all people. And Jesus says, if he says something's good news, and he did, he called it the gospel, uh, then, then I'm going to say 100% it's true. It's good news for all people, for all creation. So I'm going to take the, the angel of God and Jesus' word for it. The fact that a Savior, Jesus, came into the world on the first Christmas is good news for every human being. It's good news for you. It's good news for everyone you know and encounter in your day. Uh, it's good news for the waitress at the restaurant. It's good news for the bank clerk. Uh, it's good news for the drive through lady at McDonald's. Uh, it's good news for the guy that works at the convenience store, for your nosy co-worker or your nosy neighbor. <clears throat> it's good news for your cousin Vinny or your brother-in-law. Uh, every living, breathing person on this earth uh, and, and, and in your life needs to hear this news because it is the only news that can give them hope. And they need to hear it. They need this news. Why is it good news for everyone? Now, some might think, well, sure, <laughs> okay, that's good news for you. I mean, you're one of those religious people, so of course it's good news. You know, Jesus is your thing, right? And, and that's okay, that's okay, but he's not my thing. So, you know, to me, it's, it's not that great a news, I don't think. Some look at Jesus like, like they might look at being a member of the Lions Club or joining the American Legion, or, uh, or being a, a sports fan, or going to a rock or, con or country concert. You know, well, you know, if that's what you're into, hey, more power to you, buddy. More power to you. But for me, you know, I'm just not into joining a club or 
following a sports team or going to a live music performance. Now, I'm, I'm more into being alone and, and fishing or playing golf or listening to music in my car. You know, you know that's, that's me. You know, if you're into Jesus, great. I'm just not into it. It's just not me. <laughs> it's just not me. Here's the difference between sports and Jesus. You know, when it's all said and done, when our life comes to an end, uh, it won't matter, believe it or not, it won't matter who won or lost a championship. We will care less what Carolina did when we leave this life or whatever team we follow. Uh, when we leave this life, video games, concerts, what's biting down at the lake, none of that will matter. None of it. It won't matter what our yard looks like. It won't matter who's running for president or who is president. It won't matter to us when our life ends. But one thing will matter for every human being that draws breath when their life ends. Eternity. Eternity. Every one of us, everyone you know, begins life with the very same eternity. An eternity separated from God. In fact, let's be blunt about it. Every human being, when they die, faces an eternity in hell. The Bible calls it a place of eternal torment. It's not something you choose or don't choose. It's not something you're into. It, it's just a reality for every human being. Romans 3.23 tells us that all of us, all human beings fall short. They've sinned and they have fallen short of the glory of God or, or God's glorious standard, as some uh, translations call it. And as a result of our sin and falling short of God's glorious standard, uh, we face an eternity separated from God spent in hell. Now that is a harsh reality we don't even like to think about. We hesitate even talking about it. A lot of people won't talk about it, but it's a reality. It is clear from God's word that that is true. But, you know, if we just walked out of here today with only that news, wow, that would be horrible news, wouldn't it? Here's the good news that the angels were talking about when they spoke to the shepherds. And Paul talked about it in Romans chapter 3, verse 23 through 25. Paul wrote uh, that same passage, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. Folks, that passage right there is the gospel. That is the good news. Jesus Christ came to be a sacrifice for our sin, for your sin, for my sin, for everyone's sin. Even those who, who currently aren't into Jesus. He died for them. He was a sacrifice for them. Uh, even those uh, who, who would say, hey, Jesus isn't my, it might be your thing, but Jesus isn't my thing. Yeah, he, he was sacrificed for them. Even those who currently don't, would say they don't even believe in Jesus. Yes, Jesus 
was sacrificed for them too. Offered to pay the penalty for everyone's sins because all of us, every human being, whether they believe in Jesus or not, whether Jesus is their thing or not, every human being has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and faces the same eternity if something isn't done about it. And as a result, as Paul writes here, we are justified by God's grace when we place our faith or our trust in Jesus to be our Savior. We believe that he died for our sins. We put our faith in that truth. We are justified by God's grace. In other words, if you, if, you know, that's a big Bible word, justified, that we maybe don't use a whole lot. Well, what that basically means is um, we are declared not guilty of our sin. A great way to remember what justified means is justified means just as if you never sinned. That's what happens when we place our faith in Jesus. Um, when we make Jesus our thing, <laughs> we are declared not guilty of our sin because Jesus paid for our sin. He redeemed us with his life. Here's why Jesus is good news for everyone, whether you're into him or not, um, without him. We're lost for eternity. With him, God will give you for free by his grace because he loves you an eternity in his presence. That's the good news. That's the good news. Now that is something to celebrate, isn't it? The angels celebrated that news for the first time with the shepherds, and then later they celebrated with Mary and Joseph in Bethlehem as Mary held our Savior in her arms. For 2,000 years, Christians have been celebrating Jesus. For 2,000 years, he has been good news for everyone. So, what do we do with this good news? What do we do with it? Well, what do we normally do with good news? You know, if, if you found $2,000 on the side of the road, it was unattached. There was no way to figure out who in the world it belonged to, right? So it was a legitimate finder's keepers. You get to keep it because there's no way to find out who it belonged to. Um, what are you going to do about that news? You find $2,000 uh, finder's keepers. What are you going to do? Are you, you going to keep it to yourself? No, you're going to tell somebody, right? You're going to tell your spouse. You're going to tell your coworkers. You're going to tell your friends. You're going to tell the, the IRS. Well, maybe, maybe, you know, you have to check into that, see if that's necessary. <laughs> if, if the medical test that you were worried about comes back okay, you're going to tell people. You're going to tell especially those people who've been worried about it, right? You're going to tell them, hey, good news, it's okay. You're not going to keep it to yourself. You're going to be bursting to tell somebody, this is good news, I need to tell you. You got the job, you got the promotion, your, your kid got the full scholarship to college. You know, when we have good news, we're not going to keep it to ourselves, are we? We, we want to tell people, especially when we know that they can benefit from this same good news. Hey, hey, they're giving away free hams for the first 100 customers down at the grocery store. I got mine, there's plenty left. If you hurry, you can get one too. That's what we're going to tell people. 
Go get a free ham like I did. Good news is meant to be told, especially if others can benefit from it. There is no greater news than the news that the angels told the shepherds. None greater. What should we do with the greatest news ever given? What should we do with that? Well, here's what Jesus did with it. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recover of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus knew that, that what he was about to do on the cross would lift up the poor, would give freedom to those trapped in their sin, would show people the way to hope and joy, would give relief to those who were, were oppressed. Jesus knew his father wanted him to proclaim this news to the very ones who needed it most. And we read, as we read earlier, Jesus then commissioned his followers, including you and me, to do the same thing. Go into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news, to all creation. Proclaim this good news to people that need it. Well, who needs it? You know, some, some, some people, uh, the same people that Jesus came to tell, right? The, the poor, the prisoner, the blind, the oppressed, physically, those who, who deal with those things physically, but especially people who are dealing with those conditions spiritually. The same people that Jesus told the good news to, that's who we need to tell the good news to. Everyone who hasn't heard the news of Jesus is poor. They're imprisoned. They're blind. They're oppressed. Why? Because of their sin, even if they don't realize it yet, they are. Everyone faces an eternity separated from God. The good news can set them free from their sin. Uh, and, and all the darkness that comes with sin, it can set them free from it. Uh, from hell, yes, it sets us free from that. But even more than that, it sets us free from much of the darkness of this world that we have to face each day. This good news makes our relationships better. Uh, it, it gives us joy, even during times of trial and sorrow in our lives. It helps us see more clearly the right direction we need to go in. It brings us peace and hope, uh, things that the world can never provide us. It, it's good news that everyone needs to hear and good news that Jesus calls you and me to tell, to tell. So, what are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? Why would we hesitate to tell this good news? You know, why are we so ready to tell our coworker about the great deal that we got on steak at the grocery store uh, that they might be interested in? but we sometimes are reluctant to tell them about a Savior that could save them from their sin, which is news that makes that steak cell look like chopped liver. You know, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? It's a no-brainer. Yet how often do we choose 
to keep this news to ourselves. Or if we talk about it, we just talk about it to people who already know about it, who have already accepted it. It doesn't make sense to do that, does it? Of course it doesn't. Well, why don't we change that? Let's change that. Let's find ways to tell people in our lives the greatest news ever told to mankind. To make an intentional point. We talked about intentional relationships uh, last year, back in whoa, 2020. Uh, you know, in, I'm going to develop a relationship with this person for the intent to share the gospel with them. You know, if you're excited about the gospel, if you're excited about Jesus, share your excitement like you share other excitement with people. Share with a coworker, with your friend at the gym, with your neighbor next door. You know, invite them to church with you. Hey, got a, a great church. We'd love to have you visit with us. We'll, we'll pick you up. We'll, we'll, we'll sit together. We'd love to have you come. Talk about how you've been set free. Uh, how God has helped you deal with the challenges of your life through Christ. How has Jesus been good news for your life? Tell people about that. Tell them about it. Share your story of how the good news has blessed your life. People are looking for answers today. <laughs> and the world doesn't have very good ones, does it? The world has horrible answers. People are looking for answers. They're looking for hope. They need purpose. They need peace in their life. And you and I have the good news that can provide those wonderful things in their lives. So let's do as the shepherds did. What did they do after they heard the good news and had seen Jesus? Luke 2, 17. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. They spread the word. Because they were excited. They were amazed at what they had seen and heard. Are you excited about Jesus? Are you amazed at what he did for you? Are you amazed at what he has done in your life? If, if you are, let's spread this good news to people in our lives who so desperately need it. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the good news of Jesus. Uh, Lord, uh, those of us who are here today, we're here because we, we, we love the good news. We, we are blessed by it. And Lord, I thank you for, um, for that wonderful news. Lord, it's so easy to just keep it to ourselves sometimes. Uh, we just, we just, we get preoccupied. We, we have other things on our minds. We get so comfortable with just our church family. We love to talk about it with our church family. Well, help us, help us to realize that there are people in our lives right now that we work with, that are in our families, that are our friends, that don't know this good news, and they need it so desperately. So help us to lead us and give us ways that we can share this message with them. Help us to develop relationships with them and love them enough to find the, 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 the right time to talk to them about how Jesus means to us, what he means to us, how he's blessed our life, and how he can bless their life. Uh, Father, help us to share the good news. We ask all this in Jesus' name.